0: familiar with the kind of broad themes that are going on the changes in cities we're familiar with the decline of manufacturing the decline of other traditional industries and you know other changes such as the rise of the service sector and the way in which populations have been moving out uh, to the urban fringes and suburbanization the way in which housing has been located there as well as shopping centres and and new industrial units. But at the same time, there have been active attempts to regenerate the inner areas, to regenerate city centres and Dockland areas and so on.
1: How have these processes been reflected in the Leith area? There has been a clear effort to redevelop Leith, to transform the area into a sort of very interesting place to visit, because... Property developers, rather than uh, civic groups, have played a major role in this. In fact, I would say that a particular feature of the waterside development is that it is not just higher status groups replacing groups uh, in areas of decline, but also, which is more important, all the communities are being displaced. New office jobs, for instance, have been created, but... The majority of people who live in Leith don't have the qualifications necessary to apply for these jobs. And also, very interestingly, I think the housing being developed is too expensive for the local community. It's interesting that you mention about the construction of Leith
0: as an interesting place to visit because one of the key modes of regeneration in cities in the contemporary period is through the leisure and tourism industry. And cities have been trying to compete with each other to attract new visitors and to attract new
1: customers and new residents can you tell me how that's been reflected in the leith area yes well new residents and new property developers were promoting leith as the gateway to scotland especially a new shopping centre the new ocean terminal which is a very trendy upmarket shopping centre this interestingly was portrayed as a great place to shop and a great place to work but Many local residents could not afford to shop there and none of the 712 jobs which were created were given to local residents. In the cities
0: that I'm familiar with, it's very clear that businesses, local authorities, others feel that potential investors or new residents or customers will be discouraged by perceptions of crime and disorder and quite often high-profile policing responses have been introduced and have often received quite widespread support uh, from local authorities and from regeneration partnerships and indeed from sections of the population. Did you see any of those general trends in Leith?
1: Yes, I would say that those general trends can be observed. But in Leith, and in particular in the Coburn Street area, where the main area of uh, street-walking prostitutes used to be, and the tolerance zone was, the main pressure to remove prostitute women came from local residents and businesses. The regeneration of Coburn Street and the Leith area, generally for high amenity housing, followed by huge demographic changes, resulted in the termination of the non harassment zone by the police in August 2001 we've often seen that it's the most marginal sections of the community who bear the brunt of
0: those efforts to control crime and antisocial behaviour and, indeed, bear the brunt of the demonising rhetoric that often goes along with those initiatives. Now, of course, some residents and other interests express concern about those who are targeted for police attention But arguably this regeneration agenda helps to create a sense of consent or create more consent for tougher action in order to reassure the public or to reassure customers, new residents, in the interests of regeneration. Perhaps you could then tell me a little bit more about this toleration zone. Did it mean, for example, that
1: prostitution was legal in the Coburg Street? No, no. The the non-harassment zone was uh, essentially an area where the police had discretionary power over prosecution. It was more commonly known as the tolerance zone. It operated in the Coburn Street area of Leith from 1985 until 2001. And basically, it was an informal, unofficial, if you like, pragmatic response to the complex issues uh, associated with street prostitution and drug misuse in uh, Leith. So you're saying there were very specific conditions then that led to it being established in the first place then? Yes, indeed. But broader processes were also going on because Edinburgh's approach evolved from the mid-1980s It was originally based on a harm reduction model Uh and pioneered by a multi-agency partnership involving local authorities, the Lothian Health Board, the police and also the voluntary sector. The main objectives were to minimise the spread and uh, the impact of HIV and AIDS and also other blood-borne viruses, uh, especially hepatitis C, and injecting drug use in the city. Uh For this reason a needle exchange scheme was uh, set up in Leeds, where most of the drug-using population uh, was gathered. And to cut a long story short, the police had to deal with the consequences of an ever-increasing drug-using population. So containment of criminal activities related to drug misuse uh, in uh, unofficial designated areas seemed to most obvious, sensible, if you like, approach. And one of these activities was prostitution. Hence the uh, non-harassment zone. Yes, that's correct. A clear prosecution policy for the Coburn Street Zone was enforced by the police. In this particular zone, no action would be taken against prostitution, providing that there were not many women working there. Usually the limit was around 20 on the understanding that they didn't attract complaints from members of the public or otherwise cause offence. Also, the presence of pimps, drugs or other criminal activities was not tolerated. So how effective was it? Well, the containment of activity within the zone had important benefits. A range of support and rehabilitation services were delivered to street prostitutes without particular efforts, if you like. There was a steady increase in the uptake of these services. Promotion of um, harm reduction activities was also beneficial for the the entire community. I have already mentioned the needless change scheme. That because most of the drug using population in Edinburgh was uh, concentrated in Leith. And this is important to remember ceased to exist after the closure of the zone. I should also add that there was a short lived attempt to move the zone to a section of a nearby commercial area in Salamander Street. This proved unsuccessful because of the pressure from local residents and businesses. And on November 30th, 2001, the new zone ceased to exist. So what kind of pressures were going on and, and have those pressures continued? One of the main pressures was the perceived negative effect on local property prices. It's interesting to stress that prices that many local residents couldn't afford anyway. And yes, these pressures have continued. So in response to frustration about street prostitution and related activities, and the perceived lack of response to complaints made to the police and the local council, The local residents' association introduced residents' patrols in March 2003. They continue to operate nightly between 8pm and 1am. And there is also evidence of growing tension between uh, members of the patrol, the prostitutes and pimps, with a growing potential for violence. There have been complaints to the police about threats, from both the residents' patrols and prostitutes. What's interesting, I think, is that since the non harassment zone ended, street prostitutes have dispersed across mainly North Leith, and most of them are now working more discreetly or in isolation, many on residential side streets. I think What is important to stress is that the dispersal effect created uh, new problems for residents, but also for agencies and for the women themselves. I think we need to explore the implications for prostitute women
0: and indeed the support agencies and perhaps the community as a whole later in the programme. But I think perhaps we need to acknowledge as well that there are variations in different
1: cities and over time and space. It's really interesting that, for instance, Aberdeen is the only location in Scotland where sex workers are uh, allowed to work in a designated area. But what is interesting is that the rationale behind the tolerance zone in Aberdeen is not the safety of the women involved in street prostitution. Rather, I would say is a pragmatic response to contain the problem of drug misuse, especially crack cocaine and levels of crime in the area.